What is going on, my faithful viewers? My name is Kurt, and you are listening to the Suck Squad podcast. Today, I'm joined by the oh-so-lovely Josh. Hello again, everyone. Max. Good evening. Zan. And celebrity guest star, George Lopez. Hello. Thank you, George, for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us. Yeah, it, it, uh, it means a lot to us here at the Sug Squad uh, podcast. Uh, no problem. Uh, just doing my part. This is my part of my community. Yes, I love you're, really, uh, you're spreading some hope to everyone in these troubling times. That's gamer uh, stuff right I, there. I, 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 I don't, I, I don't know what to say there. This is Joe. It's not actually George Lopez. In case you couldn't tell. What? Now, before we get into things, I want to talk about the podcast itself. Give a little update. I think from now on, we're going to try posting on Wednesdays. That's when you can look us up. We're now on SoundCloud, Apple Music, Spotify, and YouTube. Josh is in charge of all the YouTube stuff, so that's all on him. Whenever he yeah. wants to upload. Uh, YouTube, it should be up on Fridays, so I just have a day to quickly edit some basic stuff, and then Friday I'll get it up, we'll get description everything in there. So you can count Wednesdays for podcast, and Fridays for YouTube. I know everyone's waiting. It's your favorite mm -hmm. time of the year. Of wow. The week. Amazing. Sounds good. Holy week, my favorite time of the year. Happy Easter, everybody. Oh, yeah, before we get into the nitty-gritty, uh, happy Easter. I hope everyone's uh, doing good and has some fun plans in quarantine with their family. I hope you guys are uh, <laughs> visiting your grandparents. Oh, wait. Fun and quarantine do not belong together. That's for sure. That is 100% for sure. you're playing Valorant. 100% correct. Right, what is so Valorant? Hit game. What religion does Easter you come from? What do you mean? I don't know. I've Christianity. Never I've never celebrated Easter. Christianity. Well, it's, it's the day Jesus rises from the grave. And on the third day, he rose again. That whole thing. It's the day the Easter Bunny rose from the grave. You know, grave. Jesus. There's like 1.3 billion Catholics. Then the rest of the fakers. Well, his birthday, Christmas <laughs> Yeah, his birth. He gets a lot of holidays. The Catholic Church really likes to party. So that's why they get Christmas, that's why we get Ash Wednesday, and Easter, and Good Friday, and all the good. That's why they give up stuff for like 40 days. Yeah. Yeah, that's stupid. And it yeah. ends pretty soon, and I can't wait to have me some food. It just goes to show how popular Jesus was. He had lots of friends on Facebook and everywhere. He was, he was busy. Oh, you should have seen his MySpace. I heard Dude, it blew up. I was not. Isn't there a whole TikTok? show about that called God Friend Me? Actually, I, yeah. I heard it yeah, got, it didn't is. get canceled. I never watched it. I think it got canceled. Obviously. That probably wasn't that good. They were really pushing it a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little. I always thought Tom from MySpace was God. Tom from nice. MySpace? Yeah. He was everyone's friends. He was. <laughs> that he was. And yet, oh. he was no one's friend, really. That's for sure. If He's better than Mark, your friend. Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, I never had a MySpace. I didn't even have a Facebook. I wasn't allowed social media until I was 10. Did you guys do like when you were like eight or something? Did you guys ever lie about your birthday and lie to your parents, like, and make it all up by yourself? Because that's no, what I did. I, still I was lie still using. I, I was using my NV2 till I was like eleven. I don't know what the <laughs> hell. I a MySpace. I, I literally just played Roblox and Mountain Blade, the original. Wow. I remember right. signing Lino. up for stuff with my dad's email. Oh my God, <laughs> I made my own email. Using, using your AOL and your Yahoo. 
Mm-hmm. My Yahoo. I oh. still have my Yahoo. GoDaddy, whatever the hell it was called. I used Rochester.rr.com. Rochester Roadrunner. Oh yep. my god. <laughs> Get out. Now I use Gmail and I have like seven different emails. Gmail so much. Once you learn how to make an email, you just can't stop. It's over. Right. It's an addiction. That it is. Alright. So, Valorant. Only two of us here have it. And I would like to hear, um, Kurt and Joe, I'd love to hear you guys' first impressions on how is Valorant just as a game? The Valorant hot take right now. Overarching opinions. Um, well, Valorant, uh, I was quite excited when I heard that my favorite gaming company, Riot, was making an FPS gaming company. And I sat there and I was like, how good is this going to be? But kind of pondering, you know what, their game's kind of... They're kind of on the MOBA. It's like three lanes, blah, blah, blah. No no gunplay, anything like that. Yeah, Joe just and sat I, there for months. Once they announced it, that's all he did. I didn't months. do anything. Was ponder. I, I was ponder. I was like, how, how is this game going to be? And then I was like, oh my goodness, the beta is releasing. How do I get the beta? Do I have to like sign up and email, like write an application? No, I got to watch streams and get a drop. And I sat in someone's stream for about 48 hours until I get the email. You're in, buddy. And I'm like, Oh hell yeah, we're we're playing some Valorant. So you get in the game, and it, if you've ever played CS:GO, it's kind of like that. It's a in a way a tactical shooter, but it has some elements of abilities in which you can buy them to further your advantage in the game. But overall, I think it's a great game. Uh, very balanced. Like I don't think anyone's too busted, and a good way to just Raise. like hang out. Shut up. A good way to hang out with your friends and just kind of vibe. When your friends get it. A... Yeah, when your friends yeah, get it. Because besides, might take another two weeks, but. But how you know, long yeah. is the beta going to be out for? Until That's... August, I think. Oh, oh through. Oh, okay, then. I thought it was like a week beta. No, no. it's going to be. I was going to freak through. out. I was going to be like, oh my god, if I were to get a key on like the last day of the beta, that'd be nuts. That'd be very. Yeah. And I think they're extending the beta key thing. Yeah, they uh, so I just read something earlier about it, but they dropped so many in the first day that they were like lowering the amounts that they were giving per day, which is why it's so much more unlikely to get them now. Um, which is why I think Chad and I are waiting that they were dropping. Yeah, and it, it's went down since then because they don't want to um flood their because that night they had to stop it because Dang. there was just too many and it was overflowing their servers, so now they're like slowing it down until they know they can support a larger uh, player base. Yeah, who are their servers anyway? Like who's their host? That's what I'm wondering. No, no idea. idea. Uh, no idea, right? Probably has their own dedicated yeah. servers. Their own, really? But something yeah, that's they're... interesting, so everyone complains about low server tick rates. We got 180 or 128 tick on these servers. Mm-hmm. So you, all the hit reg, oh, amazing, beautiful. Yeah, I don't really I mean, have I any know, big like, qualms with the game. Like even Ubisoft, they don't even own their own server. They just go through Microsoft. So it's like maybe they'll maybe they'll rethink some stuff and see how that goes. But very excited to see how it goes. Now, um, so about these like I don't know what you're gonna call them. Like here, I know agents. Overwatch you got here. Agents, oh, yeah. agent. They're called agents. All right. Yep. So of the agents, who do you two like to play the most? Or who I... do you think is the best? Sorry. Currently, I believe the best is uh, Raze. It just has a lot of. Uh, she has a lot of. Um, area control a lot of uh grenade play uh she mostly focuses focuses on explosives um some homing ones and some just flat out grenades 
and that's another interesting part about the game uh abilities take the spot of grenades so there isn't like a set like frag grenade that everyone can use um there is flashes on some characters as well as almost a, a lot of the cast has uh smokes or some variant of a smoke <clears throat> but raise is the only one with like actual frag grenades um they explode into four other grenades to do a lot of damage and if you stand in one you pretty much take a good chunk of your health out and her ultimate is kind of just like a big ass rocket and that kind of fucks up a whole team kind of i don't know if i could say that yeah i yeah, can say right. that we're not for kids that hex up a whole team dog. that hex up a whole team man i think my favorite to play right now is sova he's really intel based he has a recon bolt and you shoot it out and then like it has like a, an area like a radar and it can tell you where enemy is and then he has an owl drone again it's like intel you throw it out and you fly it around for i think seven seconds and if you shoot someone it'll tell you where they are through the walls and uh what's his other one uh it oh, is a shock he bolt. has a shock bolt so once you like get the intel on where they are you shoot out your shock bolt and it's like an area explosion and it kills anyone that's close enough wow so it's twitch kind of <laughs> no which so, I think yeah, um, a lot of people are comparing it to CSGO and Overwatch, but I think it's a lot more like CSGO and Rainbow Six Siege than Overwatch. Thank you, Lord. Right, so, I mean, Joe, Joe, you talked about who um, was the best, but I forgot like your actual favorite to play. Is it Raze? Oh, my favorite to play is probably um, a little guy named Phoenix. Now, uh, he has... Uh, kind of a set of abilities that like make up so he is he's one of the two characters in the game that have passive abilities uh the other one being jet which we could talk about later or whatever but his is that he creates fire with some of his abilities and when he stands in his fire he actually heals from that so a little bit of self-sustain i like that of the ability to have my own fate in my own hands um i believe that's the words of max right and why he likes some games yeah god you you are 100 <laughs> correct i um, don't on others you really can't yeah. sometimes you just can't count on your team so it's nice to be able to heal yourself up if you need to um he also has two flashbangs that are in the form of like some sort of uh strange fireballs and then his main ability that he gets every round is a molotov which is either used for healing yourself if you're just feeling like it or if you just want to molly off an area which is these flashbangs are not like flashbang flashbangs they like turn your entire screen red if you look at it. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, then his ultimate, it's a great one for me because you know I like to rush in and die. Uh, he kind of he. It's called run it called, back. Run it, called it run it back because you know I'm about to run it back because I get shit on every time I play this game. But you basically you set a marker on your body uh, and you can run around for about ten seconds and you can do you can use all your abilities you can use your guns and as long as you have that marker on you when you die or the time runs out you'll respawn where the marker was set and you'll be able to go back there like so if you die you just go back easy peasy real nice so basically you have two lives instead you basically of just have one. you basically have two lives that is seems a little overpowered yeah i saw that being used and it was extremely trippy like to look at i was like yeah. oh uh, excuse me. Um, Sometimes sir? it can be trippy, but uh, what people remember is that um, that marker is visible to everyone. So if you know where he's like 
calling recalling back to you can wait there and he has a sort of delay before he can act again when he comes back so you can just kind of pop him in the head if you mm. see oh. all right well that yeah. that makes it a little more other bad. than raise i think every agent is pretty balanced um i heard you say jet um joe that's the she has like really good mobility right she's like more air focused sort of if you could give her an element ah uh, yeah uh so she her uh kind of smoke ability she kind of throws out a wind ball and it's kind of like a short uh, short range smoke that lasts about like maybe five seconds uh she has three of those in her kit that you can buy as well and the rest of her abilities are almost all uh oriented towards movement you have her shift which is a like a straight fixed dash distance and a her q which is a uh levitate or a dash upward um now i did say that jet has uh one of the other passes uh, aside from Phoenix, and that would be the ability to glide as she descends from a uh, height. So if you hold the space bar, instead of just falling down, you'll start to glide, which, and all of these movement abilities come really handy when you talk about her ultimate, which is uh, kind of a blade storm thing, where she switches out her primary fire for five knives. And these knives have 100% accuracy while moving. So you kind of just fly around the map hitting people with knives and every time you get a kill with these knives they reset so jet i feel is going to be like the big playmaker but she is uh again very hard to master yeah definitely a high skill ceiling so not my kind of uh agent absolutely not if you play her i'm leaving now there are uh, four like classifications of agents there's mm -hmm. duelists and those are the ones that'll take the fight those are the like a jet who has abilities that help them in combat there's infiltrators, and that's like a Sova who mentioned earlier, who gets the intel and tells you where the people are, help you with entries. There's controllers, and they're the ones that can control certain part of the maps, like block it off, use their intel, or not their intel, like their smokes or like walls to like cut off entire rotates. And then the last one is sent. What is it? Sentinels, Joe. Sentinel. Sentinels, and they're like the defender base. They hang out in the back, and their ability is like supporting their teammates for the most part. Now, in the uh, stream I was watching, there is one agent um, who I really thought just, like, they were cool in the way they worked, and that was Omen in, like, his whole teleport thing. So do you guys have any insight on how Omen works and if he's any good? Well, Joe, you uh, got a 1v4 clutch the other day with Omen, so... Omen. Very uh, interesting character. Um, he reminds me kind of of Reaper from Overwatch, uh, just on his design and some of his abilities. Uh, actually, just one of his abilities, which is uh, short-range teleport. Uh, he gets two charges of those, and they almost have no cooldown after one use, so you can kind of get a good distance away or towards someone if you want to. Um, he does have this uh, smoke ability as well, uh, which allows him to kind of place smokes through walls anywhere, like within a fixed range distance or almost like the entire map. Uh, but they, the nerf to these smokes is that once you're inside of them, uh, they are clear. So it's only obscuring vision from the outside to the inside of them. So if you do go inside, you'll be able to see uh, enemies. Uh, his one ability for his ultimate is very interesting as it kind of breaks the game in a way as you can teleport anywhere on the map whenever as soon as the round starts so you can oh. so you figure hey i'm just gonna teleport into their spawn and do it we'll see that it has a cast time and you can get vision 
but if they sh it summons a shadow of where you're going to teleport in a location and if they shoot that shadow you won't die but it will cancel your teleport location and you'll just get sent back wherever you casted it it also, also alerts everyone in the server like the minimap will turn black and like shadowy so you know that he's teleporting uh, yes um and then his final ability which is his e, which is kind of his engage tool uh it blinds everyone and makes them nearsighted which is a little different than a flashbang because you can kind of still see your gun in hands uh, but you will not be able to see further than maybe a meter ahead ahead of you, which is a good peeking tool. It can hit multiple enemies. Huh. Also goes no. through walls. All right. See, I like all the agents. So the agents sound pretty cool. I know there's like four or five more that we haven't really gotten to, but there's one thing I've heard is really cool that it took from CSGO is sort of the economy system. And Kurt, I know that's something that you loved in CSGO is the economy. So do you oh, want to yeah. talk to me a little bit about how economy works in um, Valorant? So much like CSGO, you get money for kills, for plants, for winning rounds. You get less money if you lose, more if you win. And then I like how economy works in CSGO because you have to sacrifice certain rounds to save so you can get better buys on other round. And you can see that implemented in this, but I feel like there's a lot more force buys because things there's more powerful guns you can get for cheaper than CSGO. And money, I feel like it's not easier to get, but if you buy an ability and you don't use it the round prior, you get to keep your abilities. Or unlike in CSGO, if you buy something, you don't use it, you drop it, you don't have it anymore. So you can farm up money easier and keep continually buying things and keep your buys constant. Would you, would you say that's a flaw in it or do you no. like that? You like it? No, I do like that. Okay, cool. Because um, it is hmm. shorter. It's a uh, best of 24, unlike CS, which is best of 30. So you have more rounds you can give up ecoing. And at best of 24, you want to have a lot of rounds where you have good utility and guns to use. So it's more fun. Yeah. Hmm. Now, what sort of guns? Like, I know I'm guessing there's like shotguns, pistols, rifles, mm -hmm. all that stuff as I've watched it. But I, I saw there's a sniper, and I'm assuming that's sort of like an op sort of thing. Um, yeah, it's even called the op. It's called the operator. Oh, but op for short. I. <laughs> all right, um, but like, what what are some of the like main guns people use? I know it's in CS. You got the M4, you got the AK, you got the op, and that's like the, your big three. Would Would you say there's like set guns that people would prefer to use so far um, in Valorant? Yeah. So the rifles are obviously like the highlight of the game. Um, even though there are abilities, a lot of the game is focused on the gunplay. You're not going to see a lot of people kill with their abilities. Rather, they s kill with the actual guns and just use the abilities to kind of uh, give them advantage in their gunfights. Um, so the main two guns that I believe that people use more are the Vandal and the Phantom. Uh, they're both like sem or automatic rifles. Uh, I would compare the Phantom more to the M4 and the Vandal to the AK, as the uh, Vandal has no gun drop-off, and so no matter where you're on the map, it'll be a one-shot headshot. Mm -hmm. However, um, the Phantom has a higher fire rate, but does have some gun drop-off. There's also a third option that people sometimes choose, and that's the Guardian. It's a little cheaper, and rather than being an automatic rifle, it is a semi-automatic tap it's fire. kind of like a DMR. Thing. Yeah, oh. in a way. All right. It has 12 shots, and they're fairly powerful shots, and I believe those are also all one-shot headshots. Uh, I enjoy it. Sometimes I do forget that it is semi-automatic, and I'll find myself shooting one bullet and forgetting to continue tapping. Hmm. So that's a little 
Now you can aim down, you have the option to aim down sights with all three of these, but you can also just use a crosshair and not aim down sights. Mm -hmm. Can you aim down sights with every gun or is it just like the rifles and snipers? Not with uh, shotguns. Yeah. Um, you can do it with most SMGs, rifles, mm -hmm. snipers, obviously. All right. Um, and the one big thing that I find really interesting and I find making defending a bit harder or it not having played it seems like it would make it harder is the fact that there are three bomb sites to plant the spike in Valorant. that's only on one of the maps oh that's only on one yes oh all right but, well, have you guys played on that map yes but yes. in my experience defending is kind of hard on that map i say it seems like splitting up that much would be a uh, very difficult it's not so even that it's that the uh, attackers like to push down the middle so hard and most people give up the middle and just watch the like the outskirts, the other two sites, and then they'll like clash in on the middle if they have to. But the attackers will get in the middle without any like any engages, and they'll just split up and take you off one by one. Mm -hmm. Hmm. In my experience. Now, so during a match, you pick the agent that you're going to use for the entire match at the beginning, correct? Yep. Um, are there times where you think like you would want to switch? Like let um, if you switch from attacking to defending, do you think something that you would want to see in the game is being able to switch who you choose? Oh, for sure. There's definitely like attacking side operators and or agents and some that would be just better on defense. Uh, there's Brimstone. He has like three smokes and like even though he's really good at attack sometimes you're feeling like oh he can he can smoke off defensive stuff defensively but honestly he's like really good for attack he has smoke or three smokes that can almost go globally and he can place them from safe spots so yeah i if i wanted to play attack and brimstone maybe i'd want to switch off to a more defense uh oriented one when i think it adds defense. another layer of intelligence because you got to pick mm -hmm. the right team comps that you know you're going to have the whole game and how you're going to utilize each agent on both sides. Yeah, for sure. And I think so, when the pro scene comes out, they'll really set the meta and show people how agents are supposed to be played. Mm -hmm. Now, Max, obviously you are huge in just like studying gameplay brain. for Siege and stuff like that. So do you think this is a game where you would love to analyze maybe coach again? Uh, much appreciated for the, uh, the recognition, of course. Oh, um, of I like. I personally, gamer. I personally love when games are in this, uh, like, in this specific, like, realm. I guess of where like no one really has a good grasp of what's on it because people can just try out things. Like, it won't be long until like the meta is firmly established. And my question regarding uh, the game in general, I guess, is like, has like a roadmap been laid out? Like, have they sort of said, like, this is what we want to do? Or is it sort of just like a, here you go. Like, are they considering adding more agents? Uh, yes. So, Raze was actually just added recently while we were waiting for the beta to come out. So, they have, like, a, like a so, stock. But of... they don't have, like, I, I, as far as I know, they don't have a full plan laid out. I okay. could be completely wrong. But I think it's I don't just think they the... revealed everything yet. I think they definitely. No, have I, I, I doubt they would. I doubt. But I, you know, I, I mean, I feel like you can probably draw a lot of comparisons, more comparisons to, 
Valorant and the way they're going to go about it with Rainbow Six than they are with CSGO. Like, they've implemented, like, CSGO mechanics and CSGO economy, but I think probably in terms of, like, content, they're probably going to go more of the way of Siege, which, if anyone who's listening doesn't know, I have an extensive background in. Uh, I'm a pro. No, I'm not. But I just think, uh, generally speaking, the people who, like, really experiment very hard early on, like, there are probably you know, hundreds of combos. Like, how many altogether agents are there? Ten, I think. I think Is there's ten? ten. I counted. Or I ten, think there ten, was ten. Per, ten per side? No, ten, uh, not ten altogether. Flat. Ten yeah. altogether, and it's 5v5, so you only have one choice. Like, everyone. Yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, no. I think... No, no. So you can have duplicates. Like, you can play against really? someone who's playing the same team. Not operator. duplicates on the same team, but on both Not sides. on the same team, yeah. On the opposite. Okay. All right, so I just think like there's probably some, you know, some combos and some things that are going to come out relatively soon. And that's going to be like, I guess, like the start, like the switch for it. And in terms of like the competitive scene for it, like would I get into it? Um, I'm having a pretty good time right now with my team in Siege. However, um, I certainly wouldn't put it off the table. I think altogether, I think competitive scene, as long as Valorant plays their cards right, I think it could go very, very well for them. It could be one of the next, I mean, no one can say right now the game's in beta, blah, 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 blah. I think Valorant would have a very diff, they would have a, a tougher time messing it up. Messing up, you know, an, an esports scene like PUBG messed it up. Mm -hmm. um, for sure. Then them doing it. I think they'll have an easier time doing it correctly. And I mean, you know, in order for a game to survive these days, it's, you need to have a dedicated base of streamers to play it. And I think this initial, you know, jump that they did to, you know, give out keys to all, I think it's extremely strategic on their part. Like it's like games will not survive if no one streams it. It's just a fact nowadays. And it's becoming a realization in the video game industry. And I think the way they went about this entire thing was very good. Having Shroud, you know, having Summit, having literally every single big streamer, no matter the platform playing it is the play. And I think it is probably going to be the jumpstart for what could be a very, very lucrative esport uh, yeah. a year and a year or two from now. I mean, you know, start slow, take your time, and do it and do it right. Like that's all they have to do is just do it right. Yeah, and I mean, look look at all the hype that they generated just so before they it. even started. They when they, they, they had big the shoes to fill, without a doubt. Yeah. Um, but I, I think if they've got, they've obviously got the money and the resources more so than you know. Rainbow Six yeah. and you know Ubisoft still being very very large. You know, time had Epic has uh, other esports, uh, correct? Um, the League of Legends. Yeah, League. That was that. Mine was the dumb. biggest so, esport like of all yeah, time in the world. Yes, yeah. I think one hundred percent this game will be a success. Obviously, having you know, League of Legends in the team and the money and just being able to be like, all right, we can take you know our League guys from League of Legends and send them over here to develop this esport for three years. Mm -hmm. that's that's money like they would be stupid not to do it and i think it's it's probably going to be one of the largest games for the next multiple years rivaling csgo and rainbow six and league of legends like rivaling their own game like this couldn't yeah. have worked out better for valorant so far so i mean good for them and obviously the money's there and the fans are there already i mean you have why, what is it 1.7 million people yep, watching consistently to get a key. for the past five to, to, days. to want you have people who are there who want to play mm -hmm. and you're in beta i mean 
obviously you want your numbers to keep like steadily increasing and i think you know i'm, I'm i don't want to like give a shout out to fortnite and ninja but i think the the mainstream media and the current state of our country with the coronavirus and everything i think that valorant couldn't if valorant was releasing a month from now i think it skyrocket it's going to skyrocket eventually but you have people you have you know nbc streaming uh what is it uh i racing or whatever they're calling it for nascar yep. it's not e-racing it should be but i racing dale earnhardt jr comes out of retirement to race in fake nascar mm -hmm. it's like this kind Every of big thing sport is, going is doing a sport esport league right now and it's on the television it's yep. on large channels it's not like overwatch being on on friday nights yes like which is still a very big accomplishment it's like fox sports has nothing to play so we're going to follow you know these you know we'll have professional athletes playing games and then they'll start looking and be like wow like this competitive scene is actually very lucrative and i think valorant could be you know the next game that really pushes everything to the forefront like csgo has been around long enough they have an established base they don't have to push to go on tv i think valorant could be dig in and be the biggest esport in the history of the world. See, I love that point, especially the fact that in this time, I mean, we can't have sports. People can't go to football games or anything. So the fact that people have esports that they can just go on and watch, where people don't have to be right next to each other to be able to play it, I think it is huge for the entire esports community. Um, and the fact that like this is a time for us to grow, and I don't think it's just gonna like peter off and die. It's, After it's, it's eye-opening it's eye-opening public and i mean yeah like league of legends being the biggest esport in the world gathers crowds like no other mm -hmm. like it doesn't matter mm -hmm. like we've been to the invitational twice but you know esl you know esl1 new york is bigger league of legends is bigger you know across different countries yeah. and i think the entire esports scene is going to dig in it, like businesses would be stupid not to there it's just it is the perfect time it sucks but like this tragedy in terms of a business standpoint for esports specifically it couldn't be better it re i find I, it's impossible for it to like i like the situation you have people sitting in or doing nothing and can't go outside and you have t television you have large media corporations with millions upon millions and billions of dollars who don't want to play reruns all day like the 1990s the 2006 world cup championship was on a couple of weeks ago it's a fantastic world cup if you don't know it goes all the way to depends um zindian zidane with the headbutt to the chest but it's like people are now being exposed to something they've never ever seen before and when kids and younger people the younger generation being like well like no there's actual money involved in this this isn't just the sweaty guy sitting in their basement as like you know most gas. parents paint it it's like these dudes yes they are sweaty and probably don't shower and are sitting in their basement but <laughs> you know they're being paid three grand a week so and they're going to play for millions and millions of dollars like uh what's his face booga the Fortnite, you know he's like nine three seventeen million dollars three million dollars in one tournament and goes on good morning america and all of a sudden the world is like what video game and money and you know ninja on twitch 
and mm-hmm. doing his horrible thing at uh, New Year's Eve. It's just this exposure and Valorant and the timing of everything. It is like the stars perfectly aligning to create the combination of, you know, characteristics of games from Overwatch and CSGO and Rainbow Six and bringing in the money and the experience that League of Legends have. It is the perfect storm to blow esports into the mainstream. And mm-hmm. if I'm correct, which I feel like I am, people should come to this podcast because Max right. Max at Max DMLG on Twitter called it. <laughs> You're welcome. That is my spiel on the esports aspect of Valor. I'm looking at the website esportsobserver.com and it says Riot is already meeting privately with organizations regarding the esports scene. And I already know there's players that have publicly said they're going to be switching to Valorant. Like um, a popular CSGO player, Brax Swag, said he's going to be grinding to get into Valorant, the pro scene. I mean, nice. and Swag was a young legend. He yes, really he was. was. Penguin and one of the biggest Siege players, he was talking about switching over to Valorant. Really? Uh, I think that was fake. No, it's not fake. He's a, he actually started playing it. He's on the beta right now. I did see well, him I know he's on the beta. I'm watching him on the beta. That's how I'm going to well, get no, him. No, no, he's, right, so he's not going to like switch over from Siege, but he definitely is interested in playing Valorant, only because of how many people are switching over to it. So oh, yeah, no, no doubt about that, but there it's part of that other thing we were talking there about. There was a major meme running around the Siege community where everyone was just saying, switching over to Valorant. I think every single roster went on Twitter. Every like, I know every single NA roster said, leaving Siege, too many glitches, anti-cheat is bad right now, blah, 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 blah. blah. Yeah, no, was like over. seriously talking about it though. Well, yeah. God bless him. I mean, he's got the natural skill and I think, you know, it's just another aspect in which people are going to jumpstart the the esport you know all you know rainbow six is not a perfect game i love it i've sunk hundreds and hundreds of hours into it but the quality of life in some games you know it's get things are getting across the board you know csgo is csgo and they can't spice it up and that's the way it is and they have hundreds of thousands of players and valve doesn't care because they're raking in the money to their cases and that's just the way it is but when you have games where it's like you know league of legends is still very popular but you are dipping into a, a pool of people who had never come together before. League of and Legends. So League of Legends, it's been around for 10 years, uh, like in November, or is our, the 10 year anniversary. And this is when Riot actually released all the information about all the new games they had. They had a card game, they had this FPS game, and I think they were working on a MOBA, or not a MOBA, an RPG. Um, yeah, so really, it was just like a breath of fresh air into the company as it was just something new and like everyone's getting super hyped about it because people grow up playing these uh, shooter games like Doom, COD, everything like that. And just to see something new from Riot was just like a- amazing to feel and you're just getting super hyped over it. And yeah. What is- was what was their most recent game that they've released? It was a Legends of Runeterra. It was a really fun card game, honestly. I think I, think I was actually I was thinking about downloading uh, Legends Rutana, Rune Terra and like why not try it out? I got nothing better to do. I mean, mad props to Riot. I was never yeah. the biggest fan, but as of recently, I love what they're they've, doing. They've and I've done even, a lot of good things. Even I, I, I'm a big league player. I've played probably for about three years now. Um, I'm pretty still, tr- I'm still pretty trash at it, but I, I love the game. Like everyone makes joke. I hate the game. They're right. I hate the game, but it's, it's a toxic. dick thing because it's fun. And it's nothing's more fun than hopping in a lobby with all your friends and just having a good time. And that's the same for this game too. Like you can hop in a lobby. Uh, sure, you'll have more competitive people and like a more competitive aspect when there is a ranked mode. But still, 
at the end of the day, it's a game. That's meant to have fun. You yeah, know what's great? I mean, There's a lot of toxic people already. And like, <laughs> I just find it funny because the game literally just came out. So it's not like you can shit on someone for being bad. They just started playing it. But people do anyway. Now, serious question for uh, Max, Kurt, and Joe. Zan, you are not here at this point, so it doesn't apply to you as much. But being international champions of Rainbow Six Siege, You're right. as, we, as we did beat SSG on LAN, and then SSG proceeded to win the, uh, the let's, let's not by osmosis, we are the, by osmosis, we the, are the international champions. So how would you guys feel? about being the by far best siege players in the world how would you guys feel about moving into valorant as professional players is that like a serious uh, question? bring me brax like how would i go is, or is the question like how would i go i would shit on summit any day valorant i would definitely destroy shroud if he <laughs> the one be one of me now josh well, i know this your, wasn't actually your question what's your legitimate question like how no. would we go about breaking into the scene? Yes, or, that, that's the actual or, question. Or would we actually consider actually. going pro? I was like, uh, I mean... Would you, would you, how would you break into the scene? Because I know, um, obviously, none of us are the best players in the world. All of that was I mean, clearly sarcasm. I think as of right now, you're at a huge advantage if you come from a CSGO background or a CS background at, at, at all. Mm-hmm. I think in terms of like Overwatch, Siege, and CSGO, you're going to be the best if you come from CSGO because 100%. the gun mechanics are so similar. I feel I like think... it's hard for a lot of people to like switch games. Like even for me, like for people that only play Siege or only play like one type of game, it's like how similar it is to other games. Like CSGO looks really similar to Valorant. But Siege, like when you shoot a bullet and you're aiming down sights, your bullet always lands in the middle of the crosshair. And there's not a lot of balance or anything, and there's not a lot of randomness. It's always exact. But with these other CSGO games, it's kind of like, I don't know, the, the movement's kind of janky. And for some people, it's hard to make that switch. And I feel like that's going to be a really hard thing, getting most of the fan base of other games, even though streamers might follow, to get people that only play one type of game to switch I, over. I think because with like, Valorant like, has... Like, it's Fortnite. Like, like the, other, that the other side of the coin, what you're that there's there's different aspects of the i think going into right now to like josh's original question is like other than playing non-stop day and night because you know these other sweaty cs pros and everyone are going to be in there grinding hard for the early money but i think you know it's not like it's just like cs or it's just like overwatch like it's not, it's not just one. So I think it's going to attract a lot of communities from every everywhere. But Zan is totally right in terms of in in regards to the actual gunplay and gun skill. CS:GO players are going to have an advantage because it's just like easier to wrap your head around, you know, in terms of recoil and how your shots are going. Where crosshair isn't. Like it's sort of hard for me to get my head around CS:GO. If I like, like, like Kurt and Joe, like they did attempt to teach me very, very well, and they did, but it's like the way my brain works is just like not equipped in CS:GO with like recoil patterns and such. Like mm -hmm. I, I understand how to do certain things, but uh, not them all. And just it, it, all around, I, I think I, what I would love to see would be a super team, a super team of people from all different professional scenes 
come together because I think early on, it's going to be all gun skill. It's going to be all gun skill 100% because that's just the way it is. And I think when you have pay players, like I'm not to be like, I'm juicing up the siege community, but I'll juice up the siege community. Those who can actually change the game. Like siege is like a very multi-dimensional game. CSGO is semi-multi-dimensional in terms of smoke grenades and such. But other than that, like it just comes down to like, let's go here, let's do this. Utility does this. Siege is three floors. Everything's destructible. You can get killed from everywhere. You can pull different strats with different operators doing a thousand different things. You can get killed a million different ways and you will see new things you play every single and I think people who have like the siege mindset, I guess, are going to, they won't be the ones with the best gun skill, but they will be the ones who 100% revolutionize the game. Cause... I also feel like um, another problem with like, like what, what Max was saying and how, you know, siege players bring different strats to the game, but CSGO players bring aim. How there's all these different factors playing in. It's, it kind of reminds me of, became like a, a giant game like everybody started playing fortnite and obviously like i'm gonna try valorant too i tried fortnite but retaining those players is gonna be a problem because mm -hmm. pretend i run like so many different strats in siege and i i struggle to to do that in valorant i'm not gonna really stick with valorant but for the csgo players that you know still have amazing aim and are always doing good they're gonna stick with it so it's gonna be i, I think valorant also had even though they're really set up to have in a, a really big fan base, they also have to be careful with how they retain it because games yeah. can fall off easily. You're, you're literally saying Apex Legends in every shape and form. Yeah, I agree, but I think what this game has other than Apex and Fortnite is those were like, that was the genre, the battle royale genre just blew up for a short period of time. FPS games like this has been around forever and have consistently true. been growing. So I don't That's think it'll true. suffer like that. I also don't think that this fits in its own genre, though, because this is kind of like a combination of games, kind of like Apex was. Yeah. But, so, but it's like, it's going to be kind of FPS. hard. Yeah, true. But it, it, yeah, added, I don't added know, for, me, for me personally, it just doesn't fit in a, like a, a distinct category. So it's going to be hard for people to, for people in those specific categories to kind of assign it and find a way to play it where they fit in, you know? Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I kind of want to backtrack on what you said a while ago about talking like movement. I think one of the most important things in CS and now one of the most important things in Valorant is movement. So that's something you don't really get a lot in Siege. You kind of just hold your gun out and run around. In Valorant and CSGO, like your speed is determined on if you're holding out like a lighter weapon and then like a heavier weapon, you slow down. And like jumping is really important. I suppose like B hopping. I think I movement think, is key. I think movement and Siege is just on a different level. Yeah. Than comparing, like, have like knives out speed, getting where you need to be by a certain time, mm -hmm. like making. But it's your, not like the most important mark. key to the game. I I feel. You oh yeah, without a I mean at higher percent movement is what will distinguish good gun good you know good guys with gun skill apart from those who aren't. I mean watching like gold platinum levels each to professional level, their movement is insane. It's on a different level, but in terms of the movement, I feel like they're just two very different categories like quick peeking and you know always you know help the advantage with peeking in all these different ways i think i don't i think siege is like out in its own realm because nothing's ever been seen like it before in terms of movement yeah, but yeah. like how each operator has its own speed and armor mm -hmm. and how depending on your if you're holding your pistol or gun 
it increases yeah. or decreases your shield. But for it's CS like Siege, go, it's like it Siege just depends on which gun you hold. It doesn't matter. Yeah, C- Siege half did what CSGO does because you run slightly faster with your pistol out, but it's nothing remarkable. And in Valorant and CS, it's you know have the knife out, you get things, you get places significant. You can jump, bunny hop. Yeah. So there's like more the options that also limits you in do. terms of like whether you know how to play the game or not. Because Siege, you can quickly and you can crouch spam, you can do all those things, sprint, hold your pistol out, go faster, mm-hmm. but. For people that don't know how to play that game and don't know how to play at that high level of competitive gameplay, the CSGO is a lot simpler where, you know, there's not as many options, but it's easier for people to pick up and there's like a lot more that you can do with it in terms of how it's simpler and uh, yeah, just easier to move around in general. Because I know a lot of CSGO pros will practice movement for hours on KZ movement servers because that's a really important thing to being like elite. And I think this game's gonna be the same. Or you just gotta practice movement for a long time if you wanna play at a high level. Yeah, I can 100% agree with that. Cause like, if you want to be good at CS, you physically cannot get there if you don't know how to have proper movement, which is something I, I repeatedly struggle with. I don't know how to move faster, how to, I'm awful at bunny hopping and stuff like that. Meanwhile, you watch pros who do it flawlessly. That's, yeah. But like, you, you look at Siege and it is, there's no focus on how you move yourself as a player it's based on entirely what you choose as an operator in cs it's entirely you you're the focus of how you move i don't want to call chad out when he's not here but watching him in csgo when i die and have to spectate him it's just ugh. yeah he doesn't know when to switch to his knife to move faster he doesn't know like how to crouch jump it's just it's you gotta know how to move if you want to play and get kills. Yeah, I feel like that's me because like I'm so used to like the sprint mechanic in Siege. Exactly. Like I'm yeah. never used to like switching your weapon in order to go faster. It's it feel, just mm-hmm. feels really weird. It, even yeah. though it's simpler, it's just there's so much more you can do with it, and it's a lot more. You know, it's a lot more diverse than rather you know just yeah. depending on whether you're, yeah. what operator. Yeah, that's again why I think CS players would will translate over really well. The, the big brain, the big brain plays six siege, will make their point. It will come. I can guarantee it. The big, I think, you know, the mind that it takes to play Rainbow Six at like a success, like a Fabian. Even though Fabian got dropped, he's still one of the biggest brains in siege. And I think once Valorant has one of those or a couple of those, they will revolutionize the game. It will take the CSGO aspect about it, and not to say push it to the side, but it will rival the gun skill. And I think that's why Valorant could really be that successful. I think we're leaving Actually, the Overwatch players out of this. I had a question about like Valorant's mechanics with like the different operators and stuff. Mm-hmm. For Siege, it's like, depending on which operators you go, it changes the play style like if i thermite open a wall no defender is really going to peek it or go too close to it unless they're playing really aggressive and that kind of changes like the whole pace of the game but in valorant i don't know if it's the same thing like whether abilities are used as distractions or if they're used to change the game or if they're just used as utility no no so, uh, i want to yeah I'll just, the I, one i want to talk about is sage because she's yeah. really good at watching flank because one of her abilities is like a wall that she can place up and like cut off an entire part of the map it's great for like flank watches or if you're like in a 1v2 or something it cuts off a whole entire thing you have to watch to block someone off and you can only have to focus on the one area 
Now, Sage is an interesting agent when it is, because uh, I see her as being a must pick. Mm -hmm. uh, she's uh, heavily focused on support. She is the only operator beside our agent besides kind of uh, Phoenix. Phoenix who can yeah. heal, but she can heal everyone on the team and it's her signature ability. So you always get it and it's recharges every 30 seconds. She either recharges, uh, she can either heal herself or her teammate, uh, mm -hmm. which is, and it, it's not just like a small heal. It'll heal you up to hundred HP, but it doesn't heal back armor. Um, and it doesn't heal and you up immediately. It heals you up gradually. Yeah, over time. But it should, uh, it's very quick. And yeah, it's pretty quick. Her other game changing ability is her ultimate, uh, which is uh, resurrection. So if one of your teammates dies early on, or you're in a 1v1 or a 2v1, and you want to even the odds or put them in your favor, you can use her ultimate and it will bring a player back from the dead. Uh, this doesn't have a like set time. You have to revive them before, uh, after they've died for like five or 10 seconds if they died at the beginning of the round and it's the last five seconds of the round you can revive them just to help you out and give you that edge and i find that is to be a really game changing that's why she is almost in every game mm -hmm. i've seen yeah that's really really game changing the yeah, fact she that definitely can, changes it the most you can just make things completely even when they weren't that's huge like i know a couple games ago i was playing with joe he was in 1v1 and the spike was planted and he had to go defuse it. And then he res one of his teammates and that completely changed it because it went from a 1v1 to a 2v1. So the guy that was defending the spike plant probably to change his position, had to play a little different, couldn't be as aggressive because he had to wait for two people to come to him except for one. Mm -hmm. Also Siege hmm. is like really big on like secondary gadgets and everything, how they want each operator, although they bring their own unique ability, they also bring utility that is irreplaceable yeah sort of like siege was at thinking about adding proximity sensors and you know giving certain attackers even though there's only three harbingers they were thinking about giving certain attackers a secondary gadget where they can break up in a small piece of a hard yeah, wall. yeah so is there also something like that in valorant where instead of just having a specific unique ability for each um operator is there also like secondary gadgets which are yeah like a, like like a brush gadget that some people like flack is no no like there everyone are. has their own four gadgets but like multiple people have smokes but all smokes work differently depending on who you pick oh interesting, interesting. but it's not like no two people can get smokes and then their special ability everyone just has their own four unique abilities i mean that's i kind of like that though I mean, it's in, I mean, nothing's nothing's like it. Yeah, nothing's but, like it. So, hey. and then that's kind of where you get the Overwatch. Mm -hmm. Yes, for sure. Like that everyone's completely different. Everyone's completely different, but unlike Overwatch, it's everyone gets the same guns. Yeah, yeah. That's why I think um, a lot of Overwatch players that'll come in are gonna strive in the like the mental aspects because they know how to do team comps. They know when what they need for what kind of map and what kind of fight. And that's why I think like any Overwatch IGL that comes in is probably going to strive early on. So like we can see these comparisons to all these games. Do we think, like personally, I want an answer from everyone. Do super we think team. Valorant, like not super team. Super um, team. Don't, do don't we sleep. think that Valorant will like quickly be able to overcome these other games because of the fact it brings in some of the best aspects of each of them? Or do we think it's still gonna need like a long time to try and overcome 
the hurdles. I think Valorant has already taken over Overwatch, like dead game. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but yeah, um, I do see Valorant being like, as Max said, one of the most popular, if not the most popular esport to come, as it's fun. It's it's got interesting gameplay. It's unique. It brings in all those aspects of the other games, but. Uh, these standing games that have been here for such a long time, uh, I think it's going to take some time for them to actually like overtake them consistently with numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, mm-hmm, being sure. a re- obviously being a beta release and like being a very hyped game, uh, that is the main reason it has so many viewers. And another reason is that the only reason for a- the only way to get access to the game is by watching the streams. Mm-hmm. That's definitely a reason. I think when yeah. you look at Twitch. You can't always like count on Twitch viewers to like go base the esports scene off of, because like something like Valorant will have this many viewers, or something like let's go back to when Apex had a lot of viewers. All the viewers came from like big streamers like Summit and Shroud, and not because of an esports scene. But then when CS:GO had a big tournament going on, it would have more viewers than Apex had at the moment. So you kind of mm-hmm. got to compare the like like an Overwatch League to like an actual Valorant game. I mean, of just you Overwatch can even itself. you can even look at Rainbow Six Siege. You know, yes. forty million players. But the pro league numbers, they're they're bad. I mean, I, I don't want to say bad because I love the game and I'd never want to shit on it because it's given me a lot. But you know, NA pro league like right now, Challenger League is on. Challenger League is the what would you equate it is? If you the, don't the know, Mountain Dew League the number, of CS:GO. Mount, how, what is the viewership on Mountain Dew? And it's not that high, honestly. What is not that high to you? I don't know. I haven't watched it in a while. Uh, it's still at least like a few thousand people or okay. a, like Challenger a dozen thousand League people. Right now on this stream is 465 here and 420 there. This that's... is the league that is supposed to feed players into Pro League. That's 420. That, that's 800 people watching who should be technically in like the top 15% of all players. Should be lower. More like 7 or 8% of all players in Rainbow Six. Like that's that's bad. That's really garbage. However, all of a sudden the Rainbow Six Invitational comes around. You got three thousand guys in the stadium. You got two hundred forty thousand people to three hundred thousand watching at home. It's like Valorant to obtain the consistency that CS:GO has and League of Legends has. Like that'll take a lot of. Work. But yes. I don't think they the popularity of the game it. does not determine the popularity of an esports scene. I 100%. think it's like all based on tenure and like how long it's been around. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, t- I totally, totally. I mean, in, in this, like in this age, streaming, it jumpstarts your game. It jumpstarts 100%. Games will not survive for the first three months, which are arguably the most integral moments or months when a game releases. Yeah. Um, but in order for it to sustain, you know, the scene has to keep growing. It has to be consistently growing. I mean, Siege has gained 10 million players every single Every single year, 10 million, 20, 30, 40, 50, I think, what, 56 or 57 million players. How many are Smurfs, um, though? Uh, yeah, who knows? At least 50%. Yeah, don't say that, but probably. Um, <laughs> but I just think, you know, how Epic plays this is going to determine the future Riot. of East. This is right. I'm so Not sorry. Epic. I was looking at Epic Games Launcher in here someone was giving out free codes today the way riot plays this that's illegal is going i know (laughs) know the way riot plays this is going to change it could very well change 
Celtics as we know it. It's like they the thing I why I'm totally confident is they have League of Legends. Mm-hmm. League of Legends yes. has been out for ten years. Joe says, ten years. It is a thriving esports scene. It truly brought esports to more people than anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they have the team. They obviously have to go all the way, but they need to go for the not the slower start. But PUBG, Apex, they went for the explosive, like right out of the gate. Like let's go after it. And they both tripped and fell right on their faces and snapped their necks. Like yeah. again, I don't think those games are kind of built for esports like this is. Oh, yeah, with, but... without a doubt. But I just oh, video games and in terms of esports and most things, play it careful, play it slow, yeah. take your time, do it right, do so, it right. In short, on Valorant, we can say the hype behind it, but based on Joe and Kurt playing, it was definitely worth it. It, it was, yeah, it's a great game. Um, it we believe um riot is giving valorant the tools to succeed as an esport um and they just have to use them the way they used it for league of legends for it to succeed and eventually overtake the esports scene and just be this thing that people love i have a question for joe because you watch league esports does riot hold their own tournaments or do they do it through like esl or something i don't watch enough to know that i just kind of watch for the players and the plays i don't really pay attention too much as about far as i know i don't think they have like esl sanctioned tournaments from like the stuff i've seen but i could be wrong um they have else lcs is they that do have lcs called? yeah that's true and that's yeah. straight through riot right if that's uh, straight through, I, I know that's the big thing so i'm guessing they just do it themselves which is extremely impressive yeah because csgo's big league esl pro league is obviously esl and not through yeah. valve itself yeah i don't think valve uh, i know they have the manage <laughs> Have the TCS. Is that through a different? That company? is the Tyler One Championship Series, the annual amateur ch- tournament hosted by popular streamer Tyler One. Go check him out, pretty dude. Holy gamer! He's Holy bald. Gamer talk. He's also five six. Like you. Damn. <laughs> what, are, what are you twins? Oh. Yeah, but he can bench like three hundred. <laughs> oh, so nothing like you. Joe, Joe knows what this rant. Yeah, I can bench four hundred. He also has headset hair. Yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> Don't bully him. Get mad. No, they will get mad. Yeah, I'm gonna get roasted. Oh god, you guys are messed up. So, if you guys have your uh, streams open for the past like three days, uh, mine. Had, I mean, I didn't even like think about it. Like, I had no idea. I've been out of it just because I've been working like every day, as we yeah, talked about true. in the last essential one. Essential worker. So, yeah. So, need to be a essential. Game. So uh, today, like this morning, is when when we were talking about it earlier. That's when I threw a stream on. I've just it's been on since. Yep. For so anyone I'm, who's watching that wants the key, make sure you have your Riot email verified because I didn't, and that's why I didn't get the drop for so long. Make sure it's linked to your Twitch account. And uh, yeah, Kurt, just keep watching. Kurt, I watched Kurt, Summit. Kurt I got would have Summit. eighty accounts by now. Make sure you're botting on Twitch. <laughs> See, it makes me mad that some people have gotten like three drops though. Yep. Because I'm like, what do you do with more than? Why do you need more than one? And then you when can't they even like because Riot's shutting down sold accounts. Exactly, it's annoying. Like, I, I guess I get it, but what what's someone gonna do with three? Like, you should have a better way so someone can't get that many. I mean, it's like all RNG. It's, people are complaining yeah. about the system on Twitter, but 
It's I random. mean, there's nothing you can, uh, so you can't really it's change like it. People are always going to find a way around the system. Which brings me to the point of cheating. How it's uh, very, yes. it's a big, it's a big part of all games. It's always going to happen. You're always going to have cheaters. People who just feel like they're just not good enough. Yeah, what so is the they... what is the anti-cheat? So the anti-cheat rather you yes, you rather than um something Future. that's rather than something that's in uh just in the client itself. Uh, before I actually was able to download the game, you have to restart your computer in order for the full anti-cheat to install onto your laptop, and it won't let you launch the game or play the game without it installed. And it ha it will terminate the entire match, I believe, once it uh, detects a hacker, if there is one detected wow. within it. And I just think that's a really good system to implement future. there. Really I haven't the gotten future. a hacker yet, yet in the game. We've played for about two days. Yeah, but we've played a decent amount of matches. I mean, in CSGO, like every other game, you yeah, have someone exactly. who's, who's using one thing. It, it, that will be the future in video games. It should be. Valorant is set very, excuse me, very good precedent, I think. Because right now, Rainbow Six, it's like, you may as well just like shove this light bulb sitting here on down my like it just hurts and it's stupid and it's all because you know they outsourced and they're using other programs like if they're oh here have this one i think maybe some you know a bunch of games should get behind one single uh, anti-cheat yeah I, I think that's a good idea honestly if everyone was to get behind this one anti-cheat that you'd have to install for your computer yeah, I think that I mean, well. it, it's stupid not to. Everyone pools their money together, and one, what company would sit there and take all this more money and make sure it's, you know, it's an independent thing that is extremely, you know, I'd want a lot of scrutiny, like a lot, like an extremely critical. I think the more aggressive anti-cheat, the better, because people are always going to be trying to let these all I want it so that if I cheat, it, it, it blows up my PC. It really should. It should your process. It IP bans me. It IP bans my grandma. It IP bans my neighbor. It should do the whole house. At, everywhere. One, it will. It will blacklist people. Anyone I've ever seen community. before. Yes. Anyone. anyone in the town you live in. <laughs> yeah. Um, it wants to reduce any chance of missing. So it's just like, all right, this entire zip code gone. <laughs> it's like the Simpsons movie. They put a glass dome over your entire town if you're caught cheating. <laughs> so you can't. You we can't do that. And, and I think it's stupid. Think, think about the money, the money that would be saved. Mm. Like you're one, you're protecting your investment, and you're making your life easier, knowing that you have, you know, a well-funded, you know, fifty hundred million dollar anti-cheat system that's protecting you and all the other games. Levels playing field, and it it takes the strain off business having to deal with DDoSers and everything and you're just outsourcing it like all right you know something happened let them deal with it we're paying them a lot of money and we know they'll get it done and I think that that like think about the hassle that it would save CSGO and it would save Siege and would I'm save literally time. every game ever if there was some just big you know it's like a you know Joseph Stalin-esque like oh we got Uncle Joe Who's gonna murder and kill everyone in our way? Like it would make everyone's lives easier. It would it would allow scenes to progress fast. And I think and, it's needed for a game like this because it's free to play, mm -hmm. and no one's wasting money to cheat. And if they end up getting banned, 
So I think that's why this big anti-cheat thing is is great. It's like this is the right props. game to invest it into. Props to Valorant for an own independent thing. It's it's nice. I think that's that should be for years to come. I think besides like all the huge streaming numbers they're getting, the biggest thing that's going well for Valorant is all the good press they're getting. If I can, there's three things that they're getting bad press for. People not getting Twitch drops, which isn't on them. That's on Twitch. <laughs> which CSGO is CSGO players that are salty because this game is going to be better than CSGO because they think it is. And the ones that want Raze to be nerfed, the new agent. That's the only bad press they're getting. Everything else has been great. I mean, I don't think the release could have went smoother for him. I agree. Like everyone was so hyped for this game. They were so excited for it to come out. And then it didn't. Just They did not let people down in how the game performs. Yeah, like the fact that this is just a beta. It's a closed beta, and the game is running like a, a like a polished game. It's great. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, great. criticism is 100 Obviously, it's the beta. You cut but out, what'd you say? I think yeah. criticism is 100% necessary, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. in a beta, obviously, but all things like, oh, we're not getting our Twitch, or, you know, our drops. Uh, that's strategy. Like, that's well played on their yes. part. It reels in the audience. Um, people being not balanced correctly. Uh, yeah, the game just got launched. Which the, there's only that, one agent good. that's not really balanced. Yeah. And it's Which like is impressive. Good. Yes, one, you'd think half. It yeah, took, it's not like it, they have a... It, it, it took Ubisoft like 13 months to rein in Lion and Blackbeard. And it's like, what? All they needed was to sit and change a couple files save the time and it's like uh like know, i'm sure when people that are better at the game start playing with other people there's gonna mm -hmm. be nerfs and buffs but as yeah. for now like as a casual audience there's only one that's like super busted which is good yeah so and then props, the, what was the last the last one was um oh see salty csgo people i mean yeah yeah you can't change people that. got people plenty of those <laughs> like is it bad that people are upset your game is gonna be better it's no. not going to be bigger than CSGO, not for a while at least. No, I'm not saying bigger, but like it it could very well end up being just a better game. Maybe player base more. can like increase, but in terms of an eSports, CSGO will for a while always be We'll be higher. above it, yeah. So I, I don't know what people like, are worried about. Just a sports analogy, Valorant is right now. They're on a par 5, 100 yard course. They have an extremely long way to go. But they have just hit a perfect drive but Tiger down the fairway, playing. not a little to the left, not a little to the right. Perfect. It's just an empty course, and it's just a perfect hit. And it's like, all right, we still have another, you know, 250 yards to go, but it's doable, and everything is lining up for it to be a game. And props to Riot, 100%. Like, you created something good. Now, like, finish. Now fix League, please. Now, now go fix League of Legends, you ditch me. We know you care. Well, I mean, that's all I've got to say about this game. It seems like just the thing, the game to play right now is 100% Valorant, if you can get your hands on it. That's, I think, the moral of the story is this is just a good game. Yeah, I think a lot of people will like it. I mean... Especially if you're in FPS, no matter what FPS you're into, it is this will be a fun game to grind. And they have a free battle pass, guys. They do have a free, free battle pass. pass. Seriously? Already? Guys, they already have a battle pass. And they have skins. I, I saw I bought a nice skin. My gotcha. How much was it? $25, opposed to CSGO's 400 <laughs> That's true. See, you know what? That's good. 
you're not. Wait, wasting what was that? Time. What did you say? What was the price? Twenty-five dollars for a nice, nice skin. skin, compared to four hundred for CS:GO. That's not bad. <laughs> no, that's not bad at all. Or the uh, possible thousands that you could invest into CS:GO down the line. Look, if someone can get their hands on skin of uh, of this game, let me know. Zan, are you looking forward to this game? Uh, I'm definitely gonna try and play it. Whether I keep on playing it though, I don't know because I'm really picky about what I play. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a weird transition, but I'm definitely gonna try it. Hmm. 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 It's just hmm. I'm thinking about getting used to it. No, I think it'll be really fun when we get a five-man queue with some of us. Look, I mean, that, that will for, be fun for me personally. I just like like it's only fun if you play things with friends. And that's probably why I haven't been playing Siege as much, is because like you're not playing it. So I'm like, ah, you know what? I'll just coach. I'll get my I'll get my competitive outlet there. And uh, mm -hmm. now like even in Holdfast, like I love Holdfast, but it's like it's fun because like I like a lot of people, like a lot of targets, and it's like very not like to say low skill, but you know I met a nice group of guys, and I'm like, all right, like I'll play this, and it's like ah, another competitive FPS to like sink my teeth into, with other friends who actually like the game because it incorporates, you know, my love of Siege and your guys' love of CS:GO and Overwatch and League all into like the storm, I guess. Yeah. There is one thing I wanted to bring up before we wrap this up. Mm -hmm. The warm-up system in Valorant, I like a lot. Oh, in the CSGO, buy period and everything. Yeah. In, in CSGO, oh, yeah. the, like the best warm-up system they have is community servers. Like they don't really have their good own warm-ups. Like the deathmatch and stuff is not good. They so you have to join like a third-party server. In Valorant itself, it has like you can practice planting and defending a site. You can practice your retakes against bots, and you can, they just have a shooting range, and it's like really good because it'll spawn in bots, but they'll despawn really quickly. So you practice your flicks, you practice reaction time, and you practice your gunplay, your spray, your tapping. And it's a really great way. I do it before I play every game, and then I start gunning. I mean, I'm pretty good with my gun skills in this game so far. That's, that's actually awesome. But that's Rainbow awesome. Six, five years out, no good one. Hey, let's go. Aren't all of those like independently? Yeah, they're all like third-party community servers. That's not yeah, part of on. Valve itself. Like, come on, standards people. And this is a beta game. Yeah. Beta game, beta game. I mean, yeah, CSGO does have deathmatch, but like their Val sponsored deathmatch is terrible. It is awful. It's so bad. You just want a free for all, man. Power to the people. Joe, you have anything? That, have you tried the warm up yet? Oh, definitely. Uh, yeah. Even in the warm up, you also get to try out all the agents so you can decide on which one you want to unlock mm -hmm. next. That's really interesting. And uh, back to the battle pass uh, thing. So um, after level, uh, so you go up to level ten for the battle pass, and you unlock a small bit of things. And at uh, each increment of five, so five and ten, um, you get a free uh, agent unlock. So you can choose uh, one of the five remaining unlock or locked ones uh, to unlock instantly. And then you have something called agent contracts uh so as you play games you gain xp uh just like any uh, almost any other game and these go towards your contracts and your overall level but whatever contract you have unlocked uh let's say you have a character that you don't have on yet uh at the fifth level of that you'll unlock that character and you'll also get goods 
while you have that contract that are accustomed to that character, like uh, player backgrounds, cards, uh, titles, and sprays. Charms. You can get charms, charms. for your guns. That's pretty sick. But yeah, it and definitely it, it encourages you guys playing games and grinding to earn XP with a reward system, which I love a good reward system. If I have... Wow. I could see myself blowing thousands of dollars into this game. I could see Joe blowing $1,000 in this game easily. But it's not like a case system, right? It's you no. can buy the skin you want, correct? Yep. I think so. Uh, so there's a store feature, and that store has uh, a featured set, which I think currently is like, uh, I don't why? really remember what why? it's called, but why? it's. Do it now. Do yeah, it now. basically. You have four, uh, four guns that you can lock uh, for a set amount of credits, and then under that, is uh, your own shop. Uh, it's custom to every player, so you might not have what your friend has in their shop, uh, but those stay in there for about a day until they switch out into something new. Oh, that's cool. If I'm correct, if I read this somewhere, I think they said everything you buy in beta, it won't transfer over to your actual account when the game comes out, but for all the money you spend, they'll give you double the points when the actual game comes out. What? Yeah. So if Joe spends twenty five dollars on a knife now, he'll get fifty dollars worth for later. It's worth it. It is worth it. Oh, I got mad money now, guys. Joe has no more money. He had. It's literally investing. I I spend three hundred dollars on the game. I get six hundred dollars into the game, and then I withdraw PayPal three hundred dollars, and then I have three hundred dollars profit. I can't do that. You you bought the points and then bought the skin, right? Yes. Yeah. So it'll double the points that you had. Wow. That's that's cool. I also that's learned cool how to play that. the ukulele, and that's my cap on my week, Valorant and nice. ukulele. Joe, would you like to take us away with? Super okay, I got you. Well, Anyone else maybe. have some closing remarks before we wrap this up? I mean, I think I'm just happy that we're all in agreement that this is a game we want to play and that we can uh, recommend it to everyone else around us. It's our it's our life. We're going through. It's originally six. There is no one. And I want to thank my friends, came, my family. I want to thank Jesus Christ. People. Thank you for this beta key. <laughs> and I want to thank Summit 1G. You're the man. Watched you for 48 hours. If it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be playing right now. I know you're listening, man. But it's, it's another phase. Now we're going to go into that. Many friends yep. playing. But hey, it's better than having too few. That is true. I mean... I mean, just to wrap it up, I mean, I guess I'll say thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, I guess we'll we'll uh, see you in the next one. So, Kurt, you want to you wanna bring us out? Uh, yeah, hopefully soon uh, we'll grow big, get sponsors. Um, I know you guys love us. Uh, Squarespace. Love too. Squarespace. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this won't be posted on Wednesday, but hopefully our next one is posted on a Wednesday. So we'll see you then. We'll Joe, play then. us away. All right, here we go. Ready? Here we go. A five, six, seven, eight. Just <laughs> gonna let it go. There we go. All right, I'm stopping it now. Thanks, Joe. Nice. It would have been. Nice. Thanks, it